Greetings, Cross Point Church, friends of Cross Point. I love that song that they just sang, and Ashley took the lead. The line that comes back to me is, All my life you have been faithful. Well, maybe that song means more to me than anyone else on this platform today because my life has been a lot longer than them. All my life he has been faithful. What a great, great God we serve. This is such a beautiful Sunday. It's one of those cold February winter days, uh, but not a cloud in the sky and the sun beginning to beat down. Uh, what a great day to praise the Lord, as if any day isn't. Last July here at Cross Point, we welcomed a young man uh, to the platform, to the pulpit, uh, to preach for us, and the response for him right across the Cross Point Church family was so positive, I took the liberty to invite him to come back and preach to us today. Of course, it's easy for me to take that liberty because the young man I'm speaking of, his name is Austin White, and he's my grandson. And we're just delighted, uh, Austin, that you're here today uh, to participate in our series from the Sermon on the Mount. It's an upside-down world. So I'm going to invite you to come on up here, and I want to... Uh, even though he's in my bubble, I'm going to, we'll social distance for this prayer at least. Let me pray for you before we preach, before you preach the word. Father, I ask your anointing, your blessing upon Austin today. Thank you for the way that you have used him there at our church in Moncton as youth pastor. And your hand has been on him in a mighty way. And you've gifted him. And Father, yet at the same time, we realize, we realize that our own gifts and all the preparation we do and all the practice that we do is all good. But Father, unless your spirit comes and takes these words, it will not accomplish your purpose. So we claim that promise once again. May your hand be upon Austin today, Pastor Austin, as he shares the word with us. We pray in Jesus' strong name. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, Cross Point, are we awake? Good Sunday morning. Whether you're watching this today or on podcast or watching at a later date, I am so thankful to be here. Thank you for the incredible team for allowing me the privilege and the honor of being able to be up here with you today. Uh, like my grandfather mentioned, I'm the youth and young adult pastor at Moncton Wesleyan Church, and I was actually born here in Fredericton. So this is my home, and I am so honored to be here. Now, a couple things that you should know about me. First and foremost, you know that I'm Pastor John's grandson, but uh, not only is he special to me as a grandfather, but what is so wild is I don't believe that I would be in ministry today if it weren't for his influence on my life. When I was 12 years old, I felt a call into ministry, and just two weeks later, without me disclosing that information to anyone, I got a call from my grandfather saying, hey, do you want to come and go on a mission trip with me to Guatemala? And even though I had felt that call before, that was really what confirmed it in my heart. And what's so cool is I believe that when we take steps of faith with God, that he's going to confirm it, he's going to affirm it, and he's going to give us the means to do so. So, so incredible. I actually have a picture that I'll put up on the screen of my first missions trip. Um, thankfully, uh, you'll see me with the West 49 shirt up there at the front. Thankfully, I outgrew that hairstyle. Praise the Lord. Can I get an amen in the chat? I, uh, thankfully, I outgrew that. But that was such a formative time of my life, and I'm incredibly 
thankful. I was very blessed. Like I said, I uh, was born in Fredericton, grew up in Halifax. Uh, I come from a family of pastors. My great-grandfather was a pastor, my grandfather, my father, my uncle, uh, my wife, Jess, my mom. I'm a pastor. We always joked growing up that it was enough pastors to ruin any family. <laughs> and now, obviously, obviously, I'm kidding. But absolutely blessed, not only in my family, but blessed to be here with you today. Now, I'm pastoring right now in Moncton, but I was a pastor in the States for the past three years and have been a pastor for the past four years. And uh, one of the important things that I want to share as well is that I have been married for three, almost four years to my beautiful wife, Jess. I'm going to show a picture of her up on the screen. She's my best friend, my adventuring partner. We love going on hikes. Uh, We love surfing when we're in the area of the ocean. And uh, I'm just absolutely incredible are absolutely incredibly thankful for her. Now, the most important thing that you need to know about me is this. I'm a Jesus guy. I believe that Jesus saves people. I believe he's the way, the truth, and the life. I believe that God's word is absolutely powerful. And that's why I'm excited to share it with you today. And that's why I'm excited to be at this church. The fact is that this church is all about making Jesus famous. Making Jesus famous. And today, we're going to be in Matthew 6, 25, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, and I encourage you to go there with me, because I hope that you don't remember my words, I hope that you don't remember any uh, of my wisdom, but ultimately, it's the Holy Spirit that speaks to you as we continue in this incredible series called Living in an Upside-Down World. So thrilled. But before we go into God's Word, let me pray. Father God, I thank you for who you are. I thank you that when we dive into your word, that you do something powerful. So God, I I ask that as we go into your word, that it wouldn't be me, but Holy Spirit, you would speak in this place, that we would walk away different. That whether we're we're watching here in Fredrickson or somewhere else in New Brunswick, that God, your word would go forth and it wouldn't come back void. God, as we talk about worry today, as we talk about fear in our lives, release us from that bondage. Work in us in a powerful way. Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we thank you. Pray this in your name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. All right, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Let's go there together. And if I could ask for my bottle of water as well, it's right over there. If somebody could bring that to the platform, that would be awesome. So let's go ahead. Verse 25, this is Jesus speaking. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying at a single hour to your life. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, verse 29. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, 
Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But hear this, cross point. But seek first his kingdom. Seek first his kingdom, not our kingdom, not someone else's kingdom, not our job, not our career. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. What a powerful promise, Crosspoint. So today, I'm operating from the title, Freedom from Fear. Freedom from Fear. Can you say that with me? Freedom from Fear. I'm going to ask for a little bit of crowd participation today because I want to make sure that everybody stays awake. Sometimes I know it can be easy to get distracted, but I am honored, and I believe that God works in a powerful way through these online platforms. So we are talking about freedom from fear. Now, I believe that as we unpack God's truth when it comes to fear, when it comes to worry, anxiety, that it's kind of important for us to start with where we are in order to know where we need to go. I think that not only do we read God's word, but God's word actually reads us. That we need to understand where we're at, what the issue is, what the problem is, in order for us to be proactive and look at the solution. So that being said, I want to look at fear in our world today. How many at home would raise their hand and say, it seems like we live in anxious times. We live in a world that's pretty fearful. As I was studying for this sermon, uh, I was looking up stats when it came to anxiety, and I was absolutely blown away. It seems the world is worrying more than we ever have before. Up to 18% of the population, not here in Canada, not here in the States, but worldwide, up to 18% of the population has significant and detrimental anxiety in their life on a regular basis. The World Health Organization estimates that one in 13 people suffer from an anxiety disorder or increasingly detrimental anxiety that affects their day-to-day. What that means in the numbers is that 590 million people worldwide are suffering from anxiety. Wow. it's, It's tough for me to share that because the reality is that we are worrying more in our world than we ever have before. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're saying, Pastor Austin, why so cheery on this Sunday morning? Why so optimistic? But I think that we need to see where we are in order to see where we need to go. And I would say this. How many of you know that God's word gives hope that the world can never give? How many know that when we open up God's word, it's not the bad news, but it's the good news, that the gospel offers us hope. So as we look at where the world is, I believe that his word is what this world so desperately needs. Now, as we talk about worry and fear and anxiety, I I just want to give consideration in knowing that as we look at studies surrounding mental illness, that a big chunk of people that are listening to this right now have been diagnosed with a mental illness. Whether that's anxiety, whether that's social anxiety, and as we unpack these spiritual principles, I wanna share this with you. You matter, we love you, and we're here for you. And as I unpack these, I, I want to preface in saying that I'm not a doctor, I'm not a counselor, I'm not a psychologist, and we're specifically going to be looking at how spiritually and emotionally we can find freedom from fear. 
So I hope as you walk away from this sermon and go about your day that you don't hear me saying that we need to throw away the medicine or throw away the doctor's advice. I want you to hear the fact that you matter, that you can't pray away a medical condition, but we can look at the emotion of fear and find biblical truth and hope in his word. So that being said, let's go ahead and we're going to explore three ways that we can find freedom from fear. So what's the solution? That's the big question. What is the solution? And I truly believe from 2 Timothy 1.3 that God gives us everything we need by his word and by his power for us to find freedom from fear. So the number one thing is this. Keep the main thing the main thing. Keep the main thing the main thing. At home, can you say that with me? Keep the main thing the main thing. Let's look at our passage. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 says this. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. I think in an ultra-distracted world, we need to be reminded that we've got to keep the main thing the main thing. The reality is that we can't choose the fear that comes into our life, but we can choose what we focus on. We can't choose the fear, but we can choose what we focus on. The reality is that some of you need to hear that today because the reality is that in our life, it's easy to look back with anxiety or to look to the future with fear. Let me use an analogy. I think so often in our lives, it's kind of like we're driving in a car and we're constantly so fixated on the rearview mirror or looking behind our shoulder that we don't see what's right in front of us on the road. I think that's the way that we live our lives, Crosspoint. I think we look back and we fret and we worry about what's been done that we cannot change. Or maybe the flip side is true, that we're so focused on looking far into the future. We're focused on tomorrow. We're focused on the next day. We wonder when the vaccines will be coming out. We'll wonder when will this new normal be a little bit more normal. And we're so focused on the future that we lose the present. It's like we're driving with binoculars on. And we can see in the distance, or we're trying to see in the distance, and we miss the main thing. Can I encourage you today to make sure that you're thinking about your thoughts? What a, what a weird statement, right? Thinking about your thoughts. But the reality is that if we let our thoughts, our worries, our fears get away from us, that we can get so caught up in the things that we can't control that we lose what really matters. How many of you think that COVID has created an environment where we've realized what truly matters? It's put a lot of things in perspective, hasn't it? It's made us realize that maybe we took for granted travel or took quality time with our friends, our family, or people that we know in other provinces that now we can't see as much. It's really put in perspective what really matters. I hope that this season can teach us to keep the main thing, the main thing, to not focus on what we can't control, but to focus on his kingdom, on his truth, and on what God's word says to you. And I would argue that if you keep the main thing, the main thing, that God will deal with all those minor things. But I think so often we get it the other way around, that we focus on the minor things and we forget God and his power and his kingdom. So keep the main thing, the main thing. The second is this, fill your cup. 
At home, can you say that with me? Fill your cup. What do I mean by that? I mean that probably the solution to the stress in your life is Starbucks. No, 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 no. I I probably lost a little bit of you there. I'm sure I probably got an amen from some of the Starbucks or Tim Hortons lovers. Uh, Coffee is definitely a great thing in life. Uh, Personally, I believe that. But what do I mean by fill your cup? I'm not talking about coffee. I'm not talking about beverages. But what I am talking about is being intentional with what you fill yourself with. I think the reality is that we are bombarded by information on a day-to-day basis, but we can choose what we consume. If you fill your cup with God and His Spirit and His Word, watch your life change. There's a powerful passage in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. It says this, For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. I think someone needs to hear this today. There is hope for you, even in the darkest of times. 2 Timothy 1.7 is a scripture that I've memorized, and I use it as a promise, realizing that God doesn't give us fear. He doesn't want us to worry. He doesn't want us to experience anxiety in our life. But instead, he says that his spirit can give us love and power and a sound mind. That doesn't mean that in our Christian walk that we'll never have fear. But what that does mean is that he is there with us throughout. So I'd encourage you, when you're fearful, take a deep breath. Even right now as you're listening to this, take a deep breath and say, God, you've got this. God, I can't choose my circumstances, but I can choose to fill myself with you. When you fill yourself with his spirit, with his promises, something powerful happens. Another one of my favorite passages is in Galatians 5. Galatians 5.25 says this, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. This is the famous passage that says that the Holy Spirit brings love, joy, peace, patience, and all the fruit of the Spirit. The reality is that you can't choose the circumstances that come your way, but you can choose who you run to. You can run to God's Word. You can fill yourself with him. I imagine it a little bit like a cup, if you can imagine with me. I imagine that every morning we start out with an empty cup. But for so many of us, what do we do with that cup right in the morning? We go right to Facebook. We go right to Twitter. We go right to TikTok, right to the news, right to a text message, right to our emails. And all of a sudden, we start filling our cup up, maybe not necessarily with bad things, but with minor things. We don't fill our cup with the main thing. And then you see that angry email from a coworker. You read on the news that there's been another tragedy, that there's riots in Southeast Asia, or that the COVID vaccine is delayed right now, and all of a sudden you've got this negativity in your life, and then you go throughout the day and there's an argument at work, and you're tired at the end of the day, and all of a sudden it's 10 o'clock right before bed, and it's, okay, I need to open up my Bible, I need to read God's word, and all of a sudden you try to fill yourself with God's hope, and the cup's full. And you try to fill yourself up with God and his word and his spirit and his truth, and there's just no more room. So I'd encourage you, whatever this looks like for you, fill your cup with God. I think of another illustration, which is of the two wolves. You might have heard this. Sometimes it's called the parable of the two dogs. And how it goes is that there was an elder who was talking to his protege, and he was talking to this child and said, son... There's two wolves in every man's heart. 
One with love and one with hate. One with hope and one with fear. And they're constantly battling against one another. And the son looks up the elder and he says, well, which one wins? And he looked back and he said, whichever one you feed. What are you feeding in your life? What are you filling your cup with? Are you filling it with God? Are you listening to worship music, to uplifting things that you remind of Him, of His kingdom, of His promises? I'd encourage you again, take a deep breath, breathe in, breathe out, and say, God, I choose you. I choose to keep you the main thing. So instead of when you're on Facebook, if you're a little bit like me, if there's a, a post, you go straight to the comment sections where you know people are going to get controversial. If you're like me and sometimes you like to check the news, instead of going straight there, go to Jesus. Don't go to Facebook, but go to his book first. Read the gospel, the good news, instead of always going to the bad news. And that leads us to our third and final point, which is this. Choose Jesus. Choose Jesus. Can you say that with me? Choose Jesus. John 10.10 is a powerful promise. I would argue one of the most powerful promises in Scripture. It says this, that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I, Jesus, have come that they may have life and have it to the full. How many would agree that we could use some life and life to the full? I know that I could. Choose Jesus. Now, at the risk of sounding like I'm over-spiritualizing things, I want to encourage you to make daily decisions to choose Jesus. Because the reality is that you can't choose the fear in your life, but you can choose faith in Jesus. Things are going to come your way. The decks are going to be stacked against you. But you can choose who you're going through it with. He brings life and life to the full. You might have heard the statement before that there's a fight or flight in each of us. When anxiety and fear comes our way, I believe that some of us fight, some of us flight, and some of us freeze. But if I could speak to each and every single one of you, wherever you're listening to this or watching this, I believe that there's a fourth option, that you don't need to fight, you don't need to flight, you don't need to freeze, but you can have faith. So when fear comes up, because it absolutely will, when anxiety is coming up, whether it's a job situation, whether it's marital, whether it's financial, I would encourage you to ask yourself, how can I choose faith? And if I could even say as well, this wasn't in my notes, that you can't choose faith all on your own. When it comes to finding freedom from fear, there's no such thing as lone wolves. That's why you've got such an incredible church as Crosspoint. That's why you have Alpha. That's why you have groups that support you, that you need to choose faith in community. Choose faith. Choose Jesus and I think that you'll be absolutely blown away by what God can do when you choose to worship instead of worry in times of trouble. So going back to our original question, freedom from fear. Can you really find freedom from fear? No. <laughs> I know that's an optimistic place to land. But the reality is you can't find freedom from fear but you can find freedom through Jesus. You can find freedom through Jesus 
who has the power over death. He has the power over fear. He can free you from bondage. He can free you from sin. He can free you from shame. He can free you from bondage. And the reality is that when you choose Jesus, when he's in your corner, when you choose to be on his team, that something powerful happens. And all of a sudden, even though there's fear in your life, even though bad things will still happen, that when you choose him, all of a sudden you've got a power much greater than your own and you never walk through anything alone again. So let me ask you today, is Jesus your Savior? Is he your Savior? But even more than that, is he your teacher? Is he your friend? Is he your guidance? Is he the one you run to? Is he the one you talk to first when you're going through a tough time? Is Jesus your Savior? So whether you've never made a decision to follow Jesus before or Maybe you've chosen to follow Jesus and straight away, or you're actively following Jesus to this day. I would encourage you to ask yourself, how can I choose him today and every day moving forward? The reality is that we can't choose the fear in our lives, but we can choose to find freedom in him. I'm going to put a number up on the screen, and I would encourage you that whatever God is doing in your life, if you can just shoot a text to that number, if you make a decision to follow Jesus today, let us know. If you've got any questions from God's word today, from anything that I've said, shoot us a text. If you've got anything that, that you're wrestling with, anything that you disagree with, shoot us a text because we have got to do this together in community. Now as well, if you want to make a decision to follow Jesus here in a moment, I'm going to pray, but there's going to be a link up on the screen, and I believe that our uh, pastors online will also drop that in the chat, and you can click through to that to let us know if this is something that you want to find freedom from fear today. Click that link, and we'd love to hear from you so that you don't have to go through it alone. But I'd encourage you, keep the main thing the main thing, and watch God take care of the minor things. Fill your cup with Jesus, with the good news, and watch the bad news start to fade away. Choose Jesus and find the freedom that only comes from him. Let me pray. Father God, I thank you so much for how good you are. Lord, we don't have to go through life alone. God, in a world that's suffocating with bad news at times, we get the good news of your word, of your gospel, of your truth. Holy Spirit, change us. Help us to walk away different. Whoever's listening to this, I pray that they would know that you died for them, Jesus, that you love them. And Lord, I just ask that if they want to make that decision today, that they pray this along with me. Father God, I'm sorry for the things I've done. I'm sorry for the ways that I've fallen short, for the ways I've messed up, but I make a turning point right here, right now, today and say, Jesus, I want to follow you. Forgive my sins. Please be my savior and help me to never be the same again. And I say yes to you, Jesus. Yes to your promises. Yes to your freedom from fear. And for all of us, Lord, help us to choose you. Help us to walk in your spirit. Help us to walk in freedom. We pray this in your powerful name. And all God's people said, amen.